You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part three of three and showcases the testimony of Norma Miller. And um, I was, but I felt like I couldn't tell my husband, so I decided to reach out to an older man on the Christian website. And um, this was just one more jab from the enemy, and it would be a couple of years before I would be completely free. It was a step forward in many ways because it got me away from all the other toxic relationships and away from the sexual games. But in another way, there were still um, there were still games being played because he took like a daddy-father role and was definitely in charge of my life in a way that only God should be. And he had a place in my heart that was formerly reserved for my husband. My husband wanted this place, and I wanted him to have it too, but I didn't feel safe or cherished or protected by him anymore, and I felt these things from this other man. So even though I wanted to give this part of my heart to my husband, I just wasn't able to let go. Um, This relationship was long distance, and we never met, but I felt... I guess it was the first time that I ever felt so protected by anyone in my life. Um, Somehow, even though I had taken a few steps closer to God and he had compassion and drew closer to me, he honored my prayer and didn't let me go. The intense um, rejection and abandonment and manipulation and abuse continued, which made it even more difficult for me to trust God or my husband. But what I didn't see at that point um, was that my embarrassment my, that my embracing bondage, slavery, domination, and submission lifestyle that was actually attracting this to myself. I actually invited it in by um, wanting to submit it to my husband to the level that I would want him to spank me. I didn't realize until recently that we both had orphan spirits, and in me it manifested in codependency, and in him it manifested in, in narcissism. We were alike and yet opposite, and we both kept attracting unhealthiness toward ourselves. God had a lot of healing to do. But just as he promised in his word, if we seek him with all our hearts, we will find him. And he was also true to his promise that he who has begun a good work in us is faithful to complete it, and he never gave up on us. He kept bringing people into our lives to help. And some of the best advice we've ever received um, was from one person um, who was a pastor, our pastor at the time. Um, His name was Yuri Hirschberger, and he encouraged both of us to pursue our own healing for a while instead of trying to pursue healing together, which always ended um, up being finger-pointing. He he told us to pursue our own healing separately, and so we each went to our own person for counsel, and these people would encourage us to do what's right and give the other person to God. And this was one of the hardest things for me to learn, um, for me to need to admit my sin and my problems and to be to let my husband go when I just wanted to point fingers at him for how he was treating me was very, very difficult for me. It was very difficult for my husband to repent for what he was doing while I was um, involved with other men. But it was very necessary because God cannot work. He cannot work in other people if we're hanging on to them and we're trying to control what they do. 
Um, so if you want to control your surroundings to feel safe, you limit what God can do in your surroundings. So only as we trust God, I began, I began to need to, I needed to experience God's love and to begin to develop a trust for Him so that I could just give my husband to Him and let Him work on my husband. And so, um, bit by bit, God brought me to the place where I was able to give my husband to Him and allow God to fix him and in the meantime let God work on my heart. And because I had, um, because I had given the enemy so much room, I had, I probably had several, um, evil spirits controlling me at that time, and so it wasn't uh, an easy deliverance for me. It it had to come bit by bit. Um, one of the first steps was when that same pastor just encouraged me to, uh, he led me through a prayer where I laid everything on the altar and allowed God to um, to take the things from me that were not of him and to, to leave the things there that were of him because it was hard for me to admit that everything that I was involved with was all wrong because I felt this because Satan had me believing that it was a part of my identity, that um that these desires that I had all my life were part of me. Um but they really weren't. They were actually lies that that he had been feeding me. And so when I took that first little step of giving God everything and giving him permission to take the things that were not of him. Um, it was it was a sneaky little move on that pastor's part because I didn't actually admit that, that something was sin, but I was it was a little move toward God and to surrendering to him. And um for me, this is just how God worked for for me. I believe he works in a different way for everybody, but for me that was a God had to do it bit by bit and he also knew that um this was a very private thing for me that he needed to work on me quietly and he would often where if he worked in my husband's life in more in more of a public um more of a public way he often just withdrew me to the side and he would touch little parts um where I would be able to receive a little bit of God's truth to replace a lie that I was believing just bit by bit and God was so faithful to bring people into my life to be able to love me where I was and to introduce um, truth to me. And I began to learn that God is not like uh, my human parents. And I repented for having other gods before him because this addiction was another god. So I began to to repent for having other gods before me. And another part of the enemy's stronghold in me was broken. Um, I repented for, for not trusting God. And I repented for having ungodly soul ties and for adultery and for bitterness. And some of these things I needed to repent of many times because I would repent and I'd let it back in and I'd repent and I'd let it back in because the enemy had such a hold in my life. Um, one thing that really stood out to me is how I became so bound in such a short time, but it took me years to um, have all those chains broken. It has taken years to have that broken. Um, but as I began to trust God to work in my husband and I began to repent for my own sin, I began to watch God work in my husband's life and he began to repent for manipulating me and for, for spiritually abusing me and my heart began to slowly feel safer with him and we were both able to tear down more walls and that too has been a process. We've had to, to tear down walls bit by bit. Um, it didn't come overnight. Um, Several big parts of my deliverance came the day that God required me to give up the daddy figure in my life, the older man. 
I had been seeking for freedom and intimacy for to a whole new level with God, and I got stuck, and someone was praying for me, and God revealed to them that I needed to let go of someone, and there was no way they could have known that. They That person did not know that there was anybody in my life, and I knew immediately who it was, and I was not ready um, to let him go. It took me several hours and a lot of crying and yelling at God before I finally surrendered and called him and said that I need need to trust God to be my daddy now. Um, It was a very, very difficult process. Since then, I have been learning to trust my real heavenly daddy in a whole new way and have come to see that he can take care of me and protect me like no one else can. Um, This is still in process because it wasn't up until that point. I mean, up until that point, I had never felt as safe or protected with anyone as I did with that man. And um, to that date... I had never experienced that feeling, so it felt like I was giving up my protection for a God who I didn't trust and a husband who didn't know how to protect, and I felt like I was losing everything. But God was so faithful because he began to show me how how he really is able to protect me. You see, when we don't give him a chance to protect, we he can't because we're not allowing him to. But with every little piece that we give him, every little part of our heart that we open up, um, he can come in a little bit more. He can shine his light into another area, and it becomes a little bit easier to trust him and a little bit easier to give that next piece over to him. And that is very much how it looked for me. Um, it would have been wonderful to have an overnight deliverance, but I didn't trust God enough for that. He had to gently worm his way back into my heart. And he showed me um, that that many times he had me cornered, And I would be afraid, and I would just run back out of the corner, and he had to chase me and run me down all over again. God wants us that bad. He wants us to hear him. He wants us to know him. But we we run away, and we fight, and we make the process hard. Um, God had to show me um, how many times he had protected me, and I just wasn't allowing it. And he had to just um, chase me and do it all over again, like I said before. When we have an orphan spirit, we cannot receive love. We're too afraid to open our hearts. It's only when we realize that we don't have anything to fear or hide or lose from our real daddy that we can trust him enough to let him in all the way, and then we can truly experience his love. And um, that is that is my story of, of learning to um, allow the Father in and us to experience his love. And um, like I said, the, the journey has been very long because I had – had such a huge stronghold built up, and um, I had finally been to the place where where I almost I came I came from a place where I obsessed about this day and night to a place where I almost never thought about it. And then my husband went on a business trip, and I felt alone. And I gave in and read some um, romance stories. And for some people, this might not be an issue, but for me, since I had such a stronghold in my life. It was kind of like a, uh, a former drunkard going back and hanging out with his um, drinking buddies, thinking that he's not going to get drunk. For me, this was just enough of an open door that the enemy could come back in and begin to really tempt me. Again, I found myself being tempted again with um, things that had not bothered me for months and months. And so, again, I need to shut the door and, and again, have to fight some of those battles. But I just want to encourage anyone who's facing anything similar to this, that it really truly is worth the fight, and that God truly is faithful. And you will not always um, struggle with feeling empty. You will not always have to fight 
the intense temptations, the more that the more that we trust God, and the more that we let Him in, and the more that we experience His love, the less hold these things have on us. And um, so that is that is my story. And thank you so much for letting me share. Well, thank you, Norma, for being so honest. Honesty leads to freedom. I, I heard that come out over and over and over, Norma. Absolutely. There's nothing too hard for God. Nothing. If he can set me free, I cannot begin to describe the powerlessness in me to overcome this thing. I believe there is freedom from everything. Norma, you mentioned along the way that you found hundreds of other people that dealt with the same thing. And it reminded me that sometimes, or way too often, we think we're the only ones, and therefore we hide it, we keep it secret, we deal with it, and we go through life almost thinking like you did, that this is our identity, this is who we are, things will never change. But you had an opportunity to uh, to find other people that were dealing with the same thing, and and that's always true, and that's why testimonies are so important. I don't care what kind of a testimony people share. There are always other people that sit there and say, that was for me, that spoke to me. I also was reminded of how uh, the two of you came together, you know, marriage was great for two years, honeymoon for two years. and But, you know, it's true. When we come from different families, different backgrounds, uh, different, um, you know, we've dealt with uh, generational patterns or whatever you want to call them, curses. We bring them into the marriage with us. And somebody explained it this way. Uh, each each one of us is pulling a little wagon loaded down with all kinds of pain and and uh, uh, generational patterns that have followed us. And we come into a marriage and we think it's going to be so great, and then all of a sudden we realize that um, it's not going to be that way. And it takes work. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to, to stay married, and you you have you have stuck it out, Norma. You made a commitment, and you were going to go all the way to the end, regardless of the cost. And and you've surely showed that tonight. Well, there were there was a season where um, I just I was at the end of myself, and I said, Lord, <laughs> I've tried everything to heal this marriage. I've tried everything to save this marriage, and it's not working. And I said, I believe that you hate divorce, and if you want to save this marriage, then you're going to have to do it. Within two weeks, I noticed a difference, and I mentioned something to my husband, only to discover he had prayed a very similar prayer at about exactly the same time that I did. God is so faithful, but I, I want, again want to say, too, that it wasn't until we both focused on our own problems and let God fix us and let him take care of the other person instead of trying to fix them that we could get anywhere. Amen. Amen. Honesty leads to freedom. And forgiveness, I've put this down, forgiveness must take place before healing sets in. We have to forgive. And sometimes it's very, very hard to do that, isn't it, Norma? It, It really is. That has been probably one of the hardest things for me is to truly forgive. Thank you again, Norma. You are a dear, dear friend. Thank you for your honesty, and and, uh, I know it took a lot of courage to do this. I know that we've been praying for you this last week. 
this was no small thing for you to do, and I just, um, I'm just, uh, I, I, I'm just overjoyed that you did this for us. And uh, thank you. Well, Norma. thank you, thank you so much for encouraging me to do this, and thank you for giving me a, a platform for which to share. Thank you again, Norma. I will close in prayer. Father, we come before you tonight, and we thank you. We thank you for the powerful testimony that we've heard tonight, and we give you the glory, Lord. Um, I pray that you would continue to uh, just do a, a work, a continued work in Norma and in all of us. Lord Jesus, down deep in all of our hearts, we desire to be all that you want us to be. I pray that you would bless Norma and favor her mightily in the coming weeks and months and years. Now, you would continue to use her testimony to make a difference and an impact in this generation. And we pray these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.